We want to welcome you to the first episode of the T&J Podcast. My name is J-Rock. I'm with my boy... Taylor LaChapelle. A.K.A. LaChapelle. Yes, sir. All day. <laughs> we are so excited to be bringing this to you. This is my first podcast ever. Yeah! <laughs> little round of applause. Yeah. Busting my podcast cherry right here. <laughs> ah, How you feel about that? Good. I feel real good. Yeah? Yeah. Good. It feels good. nice to get you on here. And, yes. you know, you're just a natural talker, so. Well, yeah. yeah. It's nice to, yeah, get it uh, actually recorded. Yes. We're recording now. Yeah, yeah. Right it's, now, it's, right now. We're going. Yeah, we're live. Right, we live. Ow, baby, come yeah. on. <laughs> it feels good. So what are we going to talk about today, man? So today, well, first, I feel like the first episode should be kind of like an introduction, you know? Yes. Who are you? Who Who's listening to you? Not like, how can they understand who you are? Okay. So go ahead. All right. My name is J-Rock. Uh, I am 49 years old from Minneapolis, Minnesota. So sorry. <laughs> um, I sing. I write music. He does it all. I, I do it all uh, in my... Real life, I'm a flight attendant with a major U.S. carrier who shall remain nameless. Mm-hmm. And and uh, we should say we both work together yeah, yeah. at the same airline, uh, different positions right now. But mm-hmm. uh, that's going to change soon. Yeah. Um, me, you know, I'm just all about people, about life, about experiences. And I can't wait to share that with uh, our listeners. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just have conversations, candid conversations, honest conversations, mm-hmm. and just difficult conversations. Us. Difficult conversations, yeah. yes. But yes. things that need to be brought to the light. There you go. And, and I'm good with that. And also have some fun, too. Yeah, yeah. I never said not everything is always serious. Exactly, always, yeah. yeah. We got a nice in-between, a really good mix. That's so. right. So we're going to yeah. talk about it all from perspectives from two men of color. Yeah, yeah. So myself, yeah. I'm African-American. I'm Native American. Yes, so. and we are American. <laughs> Believe it! <laughs> and our lives matter. Facts. Trust that. Facts. All right, so what you want to talk about? Talk about you. Yeah. Who, who's Taylor? <laughs> All right, so who am I? Uh, also from the South Side, Minneapolis, 24. Okay, so it's dope. We got two different generations yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. He's actually half my age so you're gonna get some of the older perspective with me and younger perspective with him yeah Yeah. I'm going through it and he's just laughing at it no (laughs) I've been there (laughs) what I want to say to that is that you know I think oftentimes people that are older because I experienced this when I was younger we think we know it all Mm -hmm. and we want to pass on wisdom to you so that you don't make the same mistakes as us right see my parents they also did the same thing but at the same time i'm a person who's hard-headed and i gotta learn by myself i'm the same way so but i also believe there's room for people like me to learn from you and learn your perspective you know when we get a little bit deeper into topic about um kind of what's going on in the world today i i want to expand on that a little Mm -hmm. bit so Mm -hmm. yeah so anyways continue about uh, who taylor is um, also, like he mentioned earlier, also work for an airline. It's been nice, fun. We'll see what happens after October 1st. Uh, we're still going to be employed. <laughs> we're just going to put that energy yeah, we go, out No, there. no, we are, we are, we yeah. are. Definitely, definitely. Either way, I'm a, I'm still, that job is, no, I'm still going to get it. Yeah. No matter what happens. You'll be good. Yeah. That's, that's. Uh, Who are you at heart? I know, I know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From being around you, but I want the people to get to know you because, Okay, okay. You're a sensitive soul to me, you know, and you're very wise, especially for your age, I think. Well, I've also been a very 
odd child, if that makes sense, where I would read a lot of self-development books mm. at a very young age and still do. Like, I ha I just bought an ebook and I'm in love with it. Like, I'm What's a weirdo. Like, I'm a nerd uh, right now mm -hmm. that I'm reading. Yeah. The it's called Launch right now. I just finished up one that's called Miracle Morning. Okay. Um, but this one's called Launch, and this guy basically he figured out a formula how to not have such like a, a overhead cost for your business to launch mm -hmm. whatever business it is okay. or service or anything like that. And in a day and age where we live with technology and communication is so different compared mm -hmm. to where it was 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. He said that anybody can start or do anything that they want. A lot of people, they fail though, because they don't know how to properly set it up or market it. Sure. And he never went to school for marketing or anything okay. like that. It's just more intuition. So. Okay, cool. And he changed the whole marketing game. So. Well, maybe that could yeah. be episode two. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe you yeah, could put me yeah, up yeah, on yeah, game yeah. on some of those books. Yeah, yeah. So what, why do you think it is um, that you gravitated towards those type of books as, as a child? To give a little bit more of my upbringing, I always move from city to city or from... My hometown is Minneapolis, and that's mm -hmm. where a lot of my friends were, and that's where I would always keep going back to. But where my parents were, and they're just being... My mom had me at 17, so she was okay. just struggling, bouncing from this house to this house, sure. and we're just trying to make it. I more gravitated towards books because those are like one thing that I feel either can help my life or they kept me stable in an unstable environment. Okay. Yep. So that's why I gravitated more that's, towards those that's books. That's dope. Yeah. And I'm... You know, I haven't been an avid reader as of late, but growing up, I was a big reader as well. Mm -hmm. My mother served on the Minneapolis Public Library Board mm -hmm. at an elected position. She was also the president. She helped um, Hosmer Library in South Minneapolis be renovated and then also was on the board once they did the big library renovation downtown Minneapolis. So even though she's now deceased, I can always go down there and I can see her name on the wall. So That's that tight. makes me feel good. And she was uh, you know, big into literacy and, uh, you know, just like I, I remember growing up, if I didn't know what a word meant, mm -hmm. she'd go to the dictionary, mm -hmm. look it up, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. or if I wanted to know a fact about something, we had encyclopedias in the house, we had atlases, I could look up that's different so information. So I was kind of yeah. geeky in that way, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's good. We have that connection yeah, going definitely. on. Yeah. See, and also right now too, so I want I'm trying to find books as far as public speaking. I feel mm. I want to get better at that. Sure. And I want to stop saying these words or, or brief pauses like, um, whatever, you know, I yeah. feel like I, I say that a lot. So I'm trying to cut those words out. So I've been researching or just trying to take my time when I speak. So then that way I fully develop like my sentences that yeah. I'm about to say. So I think um, you'd be a great public speaker. And That's what everybody I said. Think, I, yeah, you just have that personality yeah. that people can connect with. Mm -hmm. You look people in the eye when you speak to them, which is important. Mm -hmm. And people just are gravitate towards you, mm -hmm. you know? so Same with you. You got really yeah. good energy. You know, you got to... You just have... You just put that energy out as far as... I try and, to. And you also make people feel very warm and comfortable. Like, yeah. And no matter who they are. That's what I try to do. Yeah. yeah. In every yeah. situation. Yeah. So with that being said, mm -hmm. now you guys get to know us a little bit. Um, let's just jump right off into right, the deep right. end. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, we, go, go, go. we yeah. talked about some topics we wanted to talk about. Um, first being, since we are from Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, one of the biggest things that's happened um, that has impacted the entire world has been the death of George Floyd. Mm -hmm. So where were you when you first heard the news? Well, what's crazy is 
the guy who was actually yelling at the cops is one of my dad's friends slash wrestling coach. Mm. And so at first, when I first seen the video, I was just in plain shock. And then mm -hmm. I watched it again. And then I seen that that was him. And he's just distraught. But uh, where was I? I can't even tell you because that's all I could really like was think about. And I just, as soon as I saw that video, the first thing in my mind was that could have been my dad, that could have been my uncle, it could have mm -hmm. been my cousin, it could have been my brother, it could have been my sister. Yeah. So it just puts you in a state of, the first is just sadness, and then the next one is rage, like yeah. for me, just mm -hmm. anger. Like. And part of that, um, going back to what you said, that could have been, you know, you, your father, stuff like that, just so that the listener understands, you do come from a, a multi-racial family. Yeah. Your stepfather yeah. is African-American, yeah. correct? And okay. then all my siblings are half-half. So. Okay, cool, cool. That actually, um, 38th in Chicago, the location where it happened, was where I grew up. I grew up on a mm -hmm. street called 39th in Oakland, and my mother used to send me to the store. Uh, it was a previous store called Wilharm Pharmacy. Back in the day, you mm -hmm. wouldn't know yeah. nothing about this. <laughs> but your parents, right, that old you would note for <laughs> cigarettes. Yeah. And I would go to the store and get cigarettes for her with that note. Um, I also learned how to play arcade games there. They used to have a Miss Pac-Man there. And then um, once that changed over to Cut Foods, I know a guy that is part owner of there. So I would go there, you know, buy stuff and see him. But a friend of mine, who's also a flight attendant, mm -hmm. sent me that link and I watched it and I was just distraught. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even, I couldn't even think. I, I just, again, you know, so distraught and moved to tears because mm -hmm. that, I know that area, mm -hmm. that's where I grew up. That could have been me mm -hmm. as an African-American male, mm -hmm. any one of my family members and friends, you know, and just the callousness of the way he knelt on his neck with his hands in his pocket mm -hmm. and just blank faced like yourself. It went com to from complete and utter disbelief mm -hmm. to rage. But I was so moved that the next morning I had to go there to that spot. I brought flowers. I knelt down and I just said a prayer. Mm -hmm. And that moment, I heard people around me taking pictures, click, 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 click. And one of the photos was used around the world for that. Mm -hmm. But connecting with you on that, I saw a little something online mm -hmm. that you had taken a picture during the protest and it was used on CNN. Yeah. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever get credit for that? Somebody else got credit for it, but yeah. did you uh, ever get credit for it? So I actually I had to find who, who to talk to or... I found a copyright lawyer, mm -hmm. her email, then I was emailing them. Long story short, yes, but it, it was it was a month-long battle okay. going back and forth. And then I told them, basically, they couldn't use that photo again wow. unless they credit me right. or do whatever. So they had to they had to make amends with me because they wanted to re-air that episode. Okay. And then they, so they already knew that the photo was stolen, so they, they can't re-air it without my approval. Okay, cool. So everything worked out, though, in the long run. All right, that's dope. Yeah. I like that that got cleared up. Um, did you know anyone that was affiliated with George Floyd? Um, no. The, the closest one is just uh, in the video where that... Okay. Because his name is Donald. Um, that was just yelling at the cops trying to get everything done or whatever. Yeah. And then I seen him again... 
because uh, I went back a few, a couple of times, um, and he was speaking and stuff. But you can just see because he was like he was really really saw it. So even still to this day, you know that's like you can't. You're never the same. Yeah, and you wonder too how someone deals with that emotionally. Does the Minneapolis Police Department or the city of Minneapolis, do they offer those people that witness that any type of um, counseling for that? I feel they should. Also, I feel as men, I feel uh, more often than not, we don't know how to actually express emotions just based on upbringing Mm -hmm. or kind of society, how they make us believe where. You got to be the toughest guy out there right, all the time. And, right. if, you know, you look like a punk if you show any type of emotion. Yep. So, so true. Yeah. So I think counseling for sure for yeah. all those guys and just everybody in general. Then I feel, yeah, that should almost be normalized in our society where it's OK to get mm-hmm. help. And Mental you, health, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that there's a, a national spotlight being shown on that because it is so important, you know, um, that we all take care of our mental well-being as much as we try to take care of our physical well-being, you know, and and stop with the stigmatization of mental illness. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. Um, how do you feel like Minneapolis dealt with that issue, like from the mayor, from the governor, from the police chief? The immediate the immediate response, I feel like it was awful. It was horrible. The only reason why. Anything actually got done was because of national pressure. So mm. I feel, and that's, it's also, it's like someone saying, it's, it's like you asking if we got into a fight and I told you like, you need to apologize to me. You say, sorry, whatever. And then you apologize. It doesn't feel the same if I'm asking for it rather than you just right. wanting to apologize right. and make them like, make it right. Mm-hmm. So that's what it kind of, it kind of felt like. I'm glad that. Justice is still trying to be served right now, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I just feel it, the immediate response was just, it wasn't right. It, and do you feel, how should I put this? Not as though, but I, how do you feel regarding the worldwide attention that this has gotten and just the Black Lives Matter movement in general? What do you mean by that? Elaborate on that. Just the attention that that particular case, the George Floyd case, sparked around the world yeah. with the protest and, uh, you know, the Black Lives Matter was really shot to the forefront. I remember, um, I can't think of the young man's name, down in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, you know. Um, God, what was his name? Now I'm drawing a blank. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Anyways, um, before, with the Black Lives Matter movement, People were so apprehensive to embrace it, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, They kept bashing it. And I think now it's changing a little bit. People are becoming more acceptance of the phrase of the movement, understanding why we say Black Lives Matter. So did it come as a shock to you to see the the support and the outcry of anger around the world when it came to this particular case? I would say, I wouldn't say for me, su- surprising, 
but more so happy that it is getting the attention that it mm-hmm. deserves and that it needs and just equality for all worldwide like mm-hmm. around that. I don't know. And also, like, I, it's, it's also for me, I don't know, because I'm growing up in this social media age. Some people, hopefully, even if they're, I just feel there's like a small percentage that are just following it because following it because like trends so but even if it is following because it's trends i'm glad that that's happening too because their circle you're indirectly under like making other people understand or see it or be more aware of what's actually going on so like my cousin he's also half halfway half black or half native half black Mm -hmm. and he came with me to a few of the protests because he said he wanted to come and when we went down there, he said he, everything was fine. He went down there, th- I think, three times with me. But then the third time, we were on the thir- 35W bridge where mm-hmm. that big old semi yes, came. Yes, And, yeah, the, I seen, like, the fear in his eyes and everything. And it kind of, like, switched from this is, this like, it's not a game. Like, this is real life where this there's real, real people life. who yeah. hate people of color like that. Right. And, and they just want to see evil in the world. Mm-hmm. So... He later called me that night and was. He just said, after seeing today, I realized that I was more so just kind of following because mm-hmm. everybody was doing it, and I didn't really understand. But now seeing that and seeing that real people are out there, like that, like terrorists are out there. Yeah. Um, he said he just wanted to know more and deeper into it, and so then I gave him the whole little spiel as far as like the reason why if you're also what like. I love what MLK said. Um, a riots or rioting or anything like that is the voice of the unheard. Mm-hmm. It's because t- for too long, it's just been kind of hush, hush, and then right. or will give you one little piece, but it doesn't fix the whole thing. So right. it's, it's also like uh, what Malcolm X said too. He said, if you put a knife in my bag that's six inches deep and you pull it out three, the knife is still there and even if you pull the whole thing out the wound right. is still open right. you gotta bandage me up yeah. you know you gotta you gotta take care of me yeah. until it fully heals mm-hmm. and then even when it fully heals the scar will always be there yeah especially so, the mental yeah, scar exactly you know? so yeah so but now he fully understands too and also I told him I said don't don't just listen to me for your information. Don't just listen to your parent. Like you need to do your own research, research, do your own to get your own thoughts. Yep. I totally agree. One thing that I do have to say is that I am super proud of your generation for stepping up. I think, um, after that school shooting in Florida where all of those kids, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. went before Congress and they just, galvanized together, you know, to try to make a difference. It's just amazing to me. I think oftentimes adults, older adults, discount the youth, Mm -hmm. you know. No, they don't have the work ethic, or they don't have this, or they don't have that. But what you guys do have is the ability to mobilize, the ability to rapidly mobilize and Mm -hmm. spread information, you know. And I think because You know, my generation, we grew up uh, mixing, you know, ethnic, different ethnic backgrounds and stuff. So we're all, for the most part, pretty cool with different Mm -hmm. things. But your generation is even more so. It's on another level, Mm -hmm. you know. Well, also, the Internet changed the game for everything. This is true. Yeah, because I've not even, like, 
where not only that on the internet you could talk to people or just be in someone's whole different culture and be really deep into it mm -hmm. and then experience that type of stuff which is didn't really happen before like you might be around your friends that's in a different culture and you're part of the here and there but on this you could from within the next hour experience from one culture to this culture this culture this culture yeah. and then it's just so much loads of information yeah the inform technology with communication what i was telling you about earlier yeah communication is uh rapid it's crazy now. yeah i mean even this <laughs> yeah. the tnj <laughs> yeah we're just right having a conversation and who knows how many people will tune in and mm -hmm. listen to this mm -hmm. get some nuggets from it and maybe spread it to other people i mean it's just yeah. it, it really is crazy it's yeah. crazy um what do you hope to see from all of this what's the end game what's the you know short term and long term short term uh like all all the people that have been involved in senseless killings mm -hmm. they need to go to jail mm -hmm. for life uh that would be short term to get everybody behind bars and then the long term is even though we have those bad cops there's still a whole corrupted system so mm -hmm. I feel like when they were talking about dismantling the police or anything like that, you still need a form of authority within the community. Mm -hmm. But I feel, though, the police, what they have is they just it's the system from the top is not correct. And whoever just joins in, it has to go in from the bottom. So and then work their way up. But by the time they work their way up, they've already been corrupted themselves because they had either they either got let go when they try to do the right thing or they got told to hush. Otherwise, it's, you know, your job or whatever. Mm -hmm. So then they've already been corrupted themselves by the, by the time they do go up. So it's almost like um, I saw this science experiment where they put a whole bunch of monkeys in a cage and they had a ladder going up mm -hmm. and to get like a, a lot of the bananas but every single time a monkey would go up to try to get a banana they doused them in super cold water oh, so wow. then they they wouldn't go up and then every single time one tried to go up all the monkeys would beat that monkey up because they didn't want to get yeah, doused yeah. Wow. and then what they started doing is they, they pulled out one of the monkeys and put a brand new monkey in there and then that brand new monkey would go back up and try it and then they would just get beat and they do that process all the way until there's none of the original monkeys that were there when they got doused with water that none of them have but they'll still beat the monkey up for going up the ladder they don't even know why they just beat them up wow. because they don't want that's what they've been taught that's interesting yeah. so it's almost like that whole system where as soon as you try to do good you just get beat up and put back down mm -hmm. for just trying to do the right thing. Right. So I feel the whole system in the long term needs to change. Mm -hmm. But the people at the top, they have to... There's people at the top that are calling the shots that need to change or at least have another person like of color or understands the real community out there and what's really right. happening work with them. Mm -hmm. So almost like peacekeepers or peacemakers like within the police... Yeah, they're supposed to be yeah. like community liaisons, but who knows how deep that even goes. Yeah. Did you see the, I think it was on Netflix called 13? Yeah. About the 13th Amendment. Like the loophole with the slavery? That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. It is crazy. So and then crazy. also just the spike in the numbers as yes. soon as, as soon as slave, slavery was quote unquote abolished. Right. Then the quote on the numbers for jail time just went through the roof. Yeah. Listeners, if you have not seen this, you have to see it. It's mm -hmm. in, it's a very informative. Um, it's sad. Very saddening. 
you know, the destruction of the black community, the black family, all started during slavery, splitting families up, um, you know, selling boys, raping women, all of that. Um, and the destruction mentally and emotionally of what that does to people, and you do it for generations and generations and generations, then you abolish slavery and you imprison them. Then you do the Jim Crow laws in the South. It's just, yeah, a lot needs to change. A lot needs to change. My short-term wish is that on election night, Mm -hmm. we get new leadership in this country. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody that actually does believe that there is systemic racism. Mm -hmm. And then people within Congress, within, you know, Senate, White House, down to locally elected officials, work at changing that, you know, right off the bat. Long term, obviously, you know, looking through my rose-colored glasses, I would love to one day be a part of a nation that understands that we're all human beings Mm -hmm. and regardless of the shade of our skin, that we judge each other based upon the content of our character and not what we look like on the outside. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my wish. That's a good wish. All right. <laughs> Hopefully that comes true. Yes. Yeah. We'll we'll pray by yeah. the end. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you want to stay on topic or you want to change topic? You ready to move on to something else? We go on the next topic. Next topic. Okay. We we talked about doing some uh, current events, and I think one of the biggest things that's in the media right now is the shooting of the famous female rapper Megan Thee Stallion. So, um, I only know her through a couple of her songs. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I haven't really followed her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, got the whole dance. We do a TikTok dance after. Catch us on TikTok. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I won't be doing that one because I don't know. (laughs) I don't want to look too bad. (laughs) But don't get it twisted. I can still move at 49. (laughs) Trust me. Um, But yeah, I mean, she blew up TikTok Mm -hmm. with that. And, um, what was her other joint? She had a joint, uh, Hot Girl Summer. Um, and did she have another big one? I think so. It was Hot Girl Summer with Nicki Minaj, the Mm -hmm. remix. Mm -hmm. This one with Beyonce, which is insane. But, um, and as far as Tory Lanez, who was involved in the incident, um, I don't know much about him. Are you a big fan of his? Yeah, I list. He has a, a lot of good songs. Um, it's it's kind of like, well, for me, I didn't know everything that was going on. But it, you know how when an artist messes up, but they have great music, you're like, damn, what do yes, I? Yeah, yeah. How I? You're conflicted. Yeah. <laughs> but I heard someone say something one time on a show. I don't remember what television show it was. You can love the art, but not love the person, yeah. basically. Because the But work, what the, if they're talking, not to cut you off, but what if in the song they're talking about instances or an instance? For example, R. Kelly. Mm. So when he's mm. saying these songs, and he, is he talking about these 14-year-old, 16-year-old girls? Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. so then it's like, what is... Yeah, then the song is, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. the song. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. this is how I look at it as an artist. Mm-hmm. I can still respect that the fact that that person is talented. Mm-hmm. I can choose not to listen to their music anymore. Mm-hmm. I certainly 
would not admonish somebody who chose to listen to their music mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. Um, cancel culture is interesting in that yeah. way. But um, and any, you can be immediately canceled too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It, it's so hard to say. And I guess it depends on the severity of what they've done yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you look at... Um, What's his name? The Hollywood producer uh, who is facing several. Oh, Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein, yeah. like stuff like that, or the other billionaire. Um, Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. <laughs> I'm horrible with names if you haven't figured this out by now. <laughs> but I'll give you some clues. Yeah. His um, wife just got locked up too. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of stuff. <sighs> yeah. I probably would not. I would choose not to mm-hmm. continue to support any of their things. Um, yeah, it's, it's like you probably said. Probably a selective yeah. situation. Depends on how bad the yeah. it was, what they did. Yeah. I mean, look at Chris Brown. People yeah. still that, listen yeah, to him. And I think that was absolutely deplorable mm-hmm. what he did to Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still listen to him. We still mm-hmm. like him. You know, Bill Cosby. I don't look at him the same. Mm-hmm. I don't even still watch reruns of the Cosby show, but there's a piece of me that still loves what he did artistically, mm-hmm. Fat Albert and, you know, the movies he did. So it's odd. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Don't get me talking about Michael Jackson because I love him <laughs> and I will never stop listening to MJ. And it was all alleged crimes. There was no proof, <laughs> definitive proof. Yeah. So... Well, that, and to me, I don't know. For me, the man is, uh, I don't know. This is touchy subjects because 10 years later or whatever, however long then now you have like MJ. Oh, uh uh-huh. And then you make this documentary and everything. I don't know. The two guys. Uh, Yeah. 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 Um, I just wish that he would have been here to be able to defend himself with that. Yeah. Um, he always defended himself. Mm-hmm. <sighs> there was never any proof of it. And I think, you know, could it have been possible? Of course. Mm-hmm. Anybody could take advantage of a young child like that. Yeah. Well, but, also his career. I mean, he was taken. Yeah, really completely advantage of ever. So all, always, all he wanted to do was go back to his childhood. Yeah. So, but and see, that's the part of me that really that cast doubt for me whether he was able to do these things because he loved kids so much and loved life so much. Um. But he was taken advantage of because he was so generous, not only with his money but with his time, when it came to children, and I don't believe that children come up with these stories by themselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people like parents or yeah. other people around them see opportunity and then Especially with the man that has money, you know. Exactly. So. I don't know. It's it's sad. Mm-hmm. I pray that that stuff didn't happen to those mm-hmm. kids. And mm-hmm. if they did, then, you know, I, I do feel sorry for them. But I also feel sorry for Michael if you know, he's innocent of the accusations because what a horrible thing to be accused of if you're not guilty. Yep. So back going double back, back to yeah. me again. So 
you've done some research on this. Yeah. What exactly transpired as far as you know? So as far as I know, I seen the night before on some Instagram stories, it was Kylie Jenner, um, Tory Lanez, and Meg Thee Stallion. And she unfollowed. Kylie unfollowed yeah. Megan, yeah. Yeah. which is whack to yeah. me. yeah. And she didn't. She was there that night. She, but you're not speaking on nothing. Like you're not. You were there. You know. So. But she wasn't in the car when the incident. No, she occurred. wasn't in the car. Supposedly, we don't. Right. The the full details haven't actually come out. Come out. But supposedly, yeah, they were all chilling with each other, and then somehow, either they were leaving or something happened, and Tori. I don't know. They were saying that there was a people who were there at this party were saying that Tori was arguing with Meg The Stallion okay. um, earlier or previously, and it was kind of like it was kind of bad. Okay. But then no one saw the actual like shooting or well, anything like that. It, 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 from the reports I saw in the car, it was Megan, Tori, and Megan's best friend Kelsey. Mm. I think her name is. Okay. And originally, when it went down. Megan wasn't given the details of what happened, but Tori and Kelsey were spotted on the ground when the police arrived. Megan obviously was going to be transported to the hospital due to her injuries. Do you see that they tried to make her walk when there was yeah, that's blood crazy out of her feet, and she got shot in both feet. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. She said, luckily, though, it didn't hit no tendons or yes, any bones or anything like that. That's so. a miracle. Yeah. And I understand she recently lost her mom, too. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, Kelsey came out with a statement saying that she did not fire those shots. She would never hurt Megan. So, that only leaves one person. Yeah. And that's Mr. Tory. Exactly. And I see that they have a petition to deport him from uh, the U.S. back to Canada, where he's from. Yep, yep. And it's got over 16,000 signatures so far, mm-hmm. which is crazy. He's, he was charged with a felony. Do you think somebody like that, if found guilty, should just lose their career, period? Or do you think there's a chance at redemption? Mm, I don't know. That honestly would have to play in my eyes to Megan's um, if she's willing to forgive him or mm-hmm. if she's willing to move forward from it okay. and that would kind of dictate his his if we should give him any more limelight than what has already been given right but I don't feel yeah I don't feel like I'm in a position of power to say yes or no okay so let me switch this up I'm gonna bring a different name up and, and okay. we didn't uh, discuss talking about this person mm-hmm. But kind of the same situation with the rapper Remy Ma. Mm -hmm. You know, she was accused of shooting a friend in the stomach over some money. Mm -hmm. Uh, She did almost eight years in prison, I think just over seven years. She came out, she gets signed to, you know, a different record label. She's on Love & Hip Hop New York. Um, You know, she's doing these features with Fat Joe and everybody Mm -hmm. to release some music. So what does that say about us as a culture that we are willing to still be consumers of somebody who has victimized someone, you know, Mm -hmm. shot someone, could have killed somebody? What does that say about us? I feel two things. One, either we have 
we're very forgiving people mm-hmm. or we're very forgetful people. So I feel Agreed. it's one or the other, um, especially with time and how much loads of information we get fed every day. Mm-hmm. Eventually it just becomes numbing or we do just actually forget. And I would agree with that latter portion. I don't think it's necessarily the forgiveness. I think it's we forget mm-hmm. and we want to hold on to that good piece of that person. So we just brush all that other stuff to mm-hmm. the side. But um, yeah, for this dude, I mean, and especially music has such it it hits everybody's core. Yeah. So it's very like deep ties. Yeah. So for a musician to lose their popularity or power, there's always going to be people who support them no matter what. Right. Music is just super powerful. Yeah. In my eyes. Yes, I agree. And how do you feel about Mr. 50 Cent? You know, a lot of people came out and bashed Megan in the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, people said, you know, what does she do to provoke this? Which I think Mm -hmm. is totally crazy. Nobody generally does anything to provoke being shot. Yeah. You know, it's another form of abuse. Um, like domestic abuse, a woman doesn't deserve to be smacked around. Yep. So um, he said some stuff about her, and then he apologized, saying that he didn't know that the incident was actually true. It was sent to him from somebody else, and he thought it was a joke. Are you? I, I feel like that's a cover-up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In my eyes. But also, he's he's the biggest troll. So he is a big troll. Anything that. Or he anything he can get his hands on in trying to troll, then that's what's going to be able to keep his own name out there and relevancy. Yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. he's good at it. Yeah, he's good at it. But yeah, it, uh-huh. it is sometimes it's distasteful or um, just yeah, just not really aware of that the seriousness of the certain situations. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. feel if you are a troll. There's nothing wrong with being a troll because a troll is funny here and there. But you just got to know that not everything can be trolled. Not everything can be taken in a funny, joking manner. Right. You know. How do you think, like, back in the day, I I was a huge, you know, I still am a huge fan of music. But I think my heyday of music is like (laughs) 90s R&B, hip-hop. Yeah. So, you know, your favorite stars back in those days like I'll just put one name out there for one Janet Jackson Mm -hmm. okay she was somebody who you didn't see outside of when which one Uh, oh yeah 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 (laughs) that's a dope cut we go deep (laughs) outside of releasing music you wouldn't see her she wouldn't release an album for like three, four years. Mm -hmm. She never was the type of artist that did campaigns, you know, at least in the United States. Yeah, she she might do a commercial over in Japan or Mm -hmm. something like that, but you wouldn't really see it here. Mm -hmm. So it built this anticipation for when the next project was going to be released, and then they would have this big rollout. Whereas now, people are so on the gram and you know twitter and all that kind of stuff that that we as consumers were constantly looking for something from them otherwise we become 
disinterested. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of times celebrities troll or respond to things that you would have never responded Mm -hmm. to 20 years ago. Your publicist would have smacked the crap out of you if you said anything. Um, But they're doing it now. And a lot of times they're putting their own foot in their mouths. You know, Mm -hmm. they're getting slammed by other people for responding to certain negative things. So how do you in your with your generation? How does that how do you view that? I feel it goes back to what we talked about before as far as the forgetfulness, Mm. where if an artist doesn't post for so long or a certain amount of time or they take some time off, then it almost becomes they lose their followers or Mm -hmm. their loyal fans in a sense. Um, Well, actually, you just lose fans because if you're loyal, then you would just stay with them. But this is true. um, Yeah, I don't know. Do you feel it's I'm sorry to cut you off, but do you feel that it's fair to pressure artists to constantly? I personally don't because I've seen some artists that get pressured into keeping up or uh, doing whatever to try to stay in the limelight mm-hmm. and then and then everybody's where's the next album where's this where's this and then they put out an album and it's like this is trash because right. it was rushed it right. was just it wasn't it wasn't like the first one where you were taking your time everything was the process alright I'm gonna bring up a yeah. name and, and yeah. we're totally you yeah. know going off the cuff yeah, but, yeah go ahead you know one artist in particular in today's music who I started to follow and I was really anticipating their debut album, mm-hmm. Normani. Oh, yeah. 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 I fell in love right off the bat. And I don't want to say that I'm disappointed that it hasn't been released because I definitely believe that, you know, she should take her time with it. But it goes back to that whole thing of the pressure mm-hmm. and people wanting something. And her single was so big and yeah. that video was so big, the choreography and everything. But then it's like, OK, well, what what happened to Yeah, her? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like as soon as you get your little moment, you're you're hot. You got to you got to keep playing off of that one moment yeah. and then do whatever to evolve to the next thing. But, yeah, that's what we were saying as far as. I just sometimes some artists they're able to keep up mm-hmm. with the pressure. Some artists are they're a little bit slower when, with things, but because there is pressure there, and then they feel forced, then they mm-hmm. have to do something. But then it translates that type of energy translates into their music, yeah. and then it doesn't come out as great as everybody thought. But one thing I will say is awesome about today with the information and avenues that we have is that. Artists can have several different platforms. You know, you look at Nicki Minaj, she's got the Queen Radio thing going on. She's releasing music. She's done some acting. You know, there's so many different things that you can do to keep your name out there and stay relevant. I love about music as far as, well, as as soon as you get into music, you have to, you do have to just expand like your brand. Mm -hmm. You can't just be pigeonholed to just like these few songs or this one album. You got to have that clothing Mm -hmm. line with it. I feel like, uh, you know who Nipsey Hussle is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel what he did as far as his marketing and his just going into stocks and putting money in real estate and Mm -hmm. this and that and crypto. I, I feel like he did it best, and especially with his releases, he said that he would have people, he would call it proud to pay, and people will buy 
mixtapes. He would sell them at $100, but then that $100 would get you the mixtape and then early release access and also mm. like a shirt. But also what you can do on the shirt too is that they had like a barcode that you can go with your phone and then it would start playing a song or oh, start wow. doing whatever. Yeah, so That's he was dope. super advanced. Yeah. I feel like stuff like that, I, I wish more artists would do yes. stuff to make moves outside of just, just music. Okay, so when I'm yeah. ready to release my next yeah. project, then, yeah. then yeah. I will yeah. we'll collab yeah. and, and do some know, I'm reading the marketing book right now, so you know. Nice. Yeah. That's dope. I love, you know, studying marketing and and seeing what makes people move. And I think that's one of the good things about the company that we work for. Mm -hmm. They are very good at branding and marketing. Mm -hmm. It's it's actually amazing. Mm -hmm. So segueing into that, um, let's talk a little bit about travel and Mm -hmm. travel in the COVID era. So have you done any traveling since Mm -mm. this all hit? So, well, technically it hit back in December. So I'd say I went to on, I came back March 2nd, but we left February 26th or something. Where'd you go? I went to Mexico. Okay. What city? Uh, Playa del Carmen. Cual ciudad. Which city? city? (laughs) You know, because I I don't know know what I'm saying. (laughs) uh, Yeah, we were there. The food was amazing. The whole trip was amazing. Even during the time we were were trying to find uh, Corona bottles because we were like, oh, we just want to make fun of it, you know, just have a Corona on on our beach. (laughs) But then we got back and four or five days later, everything is shut down, immediate quarantine, everything like that. And we were super happy that we came back on the time that we did because i had i had a friend also who was traveling all around he was just backpacking all around asia at the time and he was going into thailand but he went to two countries before and he said that they made him quarantine for two weeks so he said he said that it's about to kill my whole trip so i might as well just come back but the whole flight um from thailand back to to here with everything with COVID and everything that just happened, I said it took him like 52 hours Holy to get back. Crap. Yeah. And he said he didn't sleep. So I took, yeah. The longest flight I ever did was Bali, and that was about almost 24 hours. Wow. Yeah. Did you like it over there? Oh, it was amazing. Nice. But my first day, I crashed. So. Oh, yeah. did you because you were so tired? No, no, not like that. I mean, oh, like I actually the crashed on the moped. Yeah, yeah, yes. it's about like 30 miles an hour. Just boom. <laughs> Lucky to be here still. I know. There's a couple instances in my life. I fell off a 18 foot ladder straight onto concrete on the driveway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a couple instances where I feel like a cat. Where I've had a couple of my lives, right? You know. Otherwise, <laughs> AKA just be more careful. <laughs> we were in Cabo in February. I think we left February 15th, 14th, or 15th, and then must have come back maybe about five days later so we're just ahead of you Mm -hmm. but i too got hurt um i was down at the pool and uh in the sun getting tanner than i already am and drinking a lot Uh and so on my way up to the room i must have missed a step and bam hit my face right on the concrete had a big old knot over my left eye 
that uh, was real nice looking for about a good week, so I had to ice that. And I'm too old for that. Yeah. At my age, when you start falling, you gotta. They gonna be like, "Hey, if you what's gonna... going on in the home? Are you okay?" Well, it's not even that. It's like you know when you hear about old people breaking hips yeah, and then two yeah, weeks yeah, later yeah. they're dead. That's yeah, like okay, yeah. you're too old for this. Yeah, I guess. Thanks. Did I stop drinking? No. <laughs> that's how the pain went away. <laughs> I'll just be more careful about when I'm walking after I drink. That's that's my thing. Exactly. So do you have any travel plans at all? Man, uh, I don't know. I'm maybe California in September for somebody's birthday, but okay. I'm not I still because COVID is a real thing. So yes. I'm not trying to. I don't know. I've been really debating all that type of stuff. I but, would probably say no. Yeah. That's what? that's what I was leaning more towards because one thing, well, two things. One, I'm trying to stack up right now. Just my paper, get my paper right. And then two, Ow! yeah. You know who you can hit up when you need a loan? <laughs> Call my boy Lasha Pimp. 1-800-LASHA. My interest rates are high, so right, come uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the COVID thing, so... I don't think I will. I don't know. I want to go places. We had a lot of stuff planned, but all these, then the COVID kind of canceled yeah. everything. So, But, okay, so I'm going back to work Sunday. Mm-hmm. This will be my first flight since the end of April. I felt really uneasy about flying during, like, that March-April period when things were starting to shut down. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that I feel like I'm letting my guard down at all, but I feel much more comfortable knowing that there are measures in place, especially in our work environment, mm-hmm. to keep the you know plane sanitized and clean, mm-hmm. and everybody's wearing masks, and our point of contact with the passengers is very minimal. Mm-hmm. So that makes me feel comfortable. Yeah, because uh, right when you left... People, it wasn't even mandated for masks. It was just yes. kind of more optional. So right. now it's more kind of secured. You know, there was actually somebody who refused to take off or to put their mask on. So they had to pull the plane back in and then kick that guy out. But all, all right. that wasted time. So idiots. <laughs> and anybody that's listening to this probably isn't one of them. Mm-hmm. Wear your freaking mask. Yeah. And I'm saying this like, I don't know how it's become politicized or even a debate at this point, because we have done our country such a disservice. And, and these people are dying at alarming rates and being sick at, an, at alarming rates, hospitalized, overworking the people that work in the healthcare industry. And it's all, I don't want to say preventable, Mm -hmm. but we could definitely ease their workload. Mm -hmm. We could get the economy back on track and get America back to what it was prior to COVID-19 if you just follow the damn rules. It's plain and simple, man. Jeez. I just want to smack (laughs) me. For real, for real. But even I went to Japan, I think, last year. Uh, in February, and I have pictures. People, everybody there was wearing. Oh, they all wear masks. Oh, all the time. Yeah, a lot of places in yeah. Asia they mask up 
and then just I, on GP. Yeah, I asked them, and I was like, "Why? Why is everybody wearing masks?" They're they're saying that, well, just because of how high, highly populated and with the mm-hmm. trains and get to work mm-hmm. and everything is. That is crazy. I, I've seen that for real in the first time. I've always seen videos, but it's mm-hmm. actually being there, like that, everybody really is shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. So to prevent, even before Corona, prevent any type of sickness, like so that they can continue to yeah, kind of stuff. continue yeah. to go to work, then they just mask up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was enough for the debate. And it's just, it's just more. It helps. Not saying that it stops, but it helps. Uh, like a Hello, big percentage yeah, of it. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, oh, you're taking away my. My right liberty is in my rights. It's like, okay, well, when the no smoking ban went into effect, you know, people might have cried here and there. Mm-hmm. But guess what? They got used to it. Mm-hmm. You go to a place of business, the signs on the on the store, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Guess what? You don't have a damn shirt, no shoes, you ain't getting no freaking service. Mm-hmm. So the same should apply. To the damn mask rule. <laughs> Don't let me find you. Pop, pop that ass. Yeah. <laughs> I got my pimp hand. Lots of pimp Right, lots of pimp strong. Hashtag that. That's funny. But yeah. yeah, I wish people would take it more seriously. I do too. So that we can get back to normal, mm-hmm. how things were before. Yeah. How much time do we have left? Uh, let's check it. I think oh, we we're good now. We could probably end it now. You sure? Yeah. All right. We could cause that's an hour. Is it? Yeah, that's an hour. Okay. So I'm gonna so, clip it. I'm gonna clip it so that we have segments. Okay. So we can release it like that. I just want to say after we end this first episode that this better not be our damn last. I don't care if we have one. Listener. I was thinking that this was gonna be our last. This was no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't care if we have one listener, or two listeners. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Let's keep it going. Yeah. I find it incredibly um, opening, eye-opening. Yeah, just sitting down talking to you like this because for the listener, he and I have been brought together through my one of my great, great friends who's his girlfriend's fiance's mother, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like we, we've never been around each other. We've been around each other a lot, but yeah. it's never just been the two of us and it's never been these candid conversations. Mm-hmm. So it's That's awesome. just we're usually in like uh, uh, where there's a lot of people like, uh, and also me and you, how we are. We yeah. like to tend to everybody and yeah. make sure everybody's having a good time. So we just be bouncing, bouncing, right. bouncing. And we never get a yeah. chance to connect like yeah. this. Yeah. So this is, yeah. this yeah. is yeah. brother it's time. Yeah. This is yeah. time to connect yeah. as brothers <laughs> as, you know, multi-generational. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I appreciate the fact that um, that we're doing this. Mm-hmm. I want to do more of it. Yeah, and uh, if you, the listeners, want to hear more, or you want to hear us talk about anything in particular, I don't care what topic it is, we will discuss it. Mm-hmm. Um, just hit us up on social media. What's your social media? Social media, uh, you can hit me up on Twitter, LaChapelle Brown, L-A-C-H-A-P-E-L-L-E, Brown, like the color. And then... Yeah, just hit me on Twitter. That's probably the best one. That's like talking, conversing, all that type of stuff. Okay. I would say for me, MySpace. No. I was about to say no. <laughs> Let's go back old school. You've got mail. Yeah. Uh, you can hit me Everybody's up. Everybody's friend is Tom. Right. You can hit me up on Twitter, uh, J-Rod, J-R-O-D-06. Uh, otherwise, Instagram at Avion, A-V-I-O-N-J-J-A-Y. Uh, yeah, those two work the best for me. 
So hit us up. We'd love to hear from you, hear what you think and what you'd like us to talk about. Mm-hmm. All right. And this is yeah, this is gonna be a podcast is available on all platforms. So Spotify, Apple Music, uh, or not Apple Music, but podcast, um, Google Play, so you can get it anywhere. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening, and we shall be back soon. Deuces. Ow!